It's time to get yourself ready for Mr. Christmas. Technological world. His name is Blaine Kylo. The website is solocore.com, S O L O C O R P S.com. He is Mr. Christmas at this uh, time of year, that's for sure. He's on the West Coast. And last week, chatting about a roller coaster tycoon and uh, turned into some inspiration for you, Blaine Kylo. Let's get started there. Yeah, why don't we? We had a call come in from a listener wondering about roller coaster tycoon angel i think in hamilton yeah and the question was uh why isn't that game available um because angel had remembered playing it i think on a windows xp operating uh, operating system which which puts it circa 2001 ish um, and I was pretty sure that there were still roller coaster type games out there. So here's what I found out. Now, when we're talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon, that's a very specific game title in a sort of broader range of games that are simulation games. And the whole idea here is you're running an amusement park. So the best of these, you get a chance to architect the rides that go into your park but then you actually have to manage the park and find ways to get people in it's kind of like you're mashing up the sims and disneyland all together in these games and the first one that really came out was called roller coaster tycoon it came from the brain of game designer chris sawyer it was released in 1999 And games in that franchise have appeared regularly, some better than others. But the first two original games that Sawyer designed, they've been ported to Android, to iOS, to Windows 10. And they're available now as Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic. You can get the first two games as well as some additional things that they built in. They're all available on the existing and current systems. If you want to get a modern console experience that's in the same area, what you're looking for is Planet Coaster. And that game, again, it's the same thing. You're building an amusement park. That's available on PS4, PS5, Windows, Xbox One, Series X, and S. So Planet Coaster is your choice if you want to have that same kind of experience on a console instead of a computer. Very cool stuff. So there you go. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Um, that's where you get started. Okay. Blaine Kylo, uh, do you want to do awards? You want to do that first? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's that time of year, isn't it? So the Apple App Store Award winners have been announced. This is Apple's editors and curators. They keep an eye on the software that's in the App Store. So they've got the best apps of the year come out every time, every year. So they've got the normal apps like the Be Real Social app was recognized good notes five which is all about using your ipad stylus to take notes by hand but some of the games are interesting because apex legends mobile which is a mobile version of the um, multiplayer shooter from electronic arts that was recognized inscription which is built here in vancouver 
was recognized for the Mac computer version. And that's the card game that we've talked about a number of times. And every time there's an excuse to talk about it, I like to mention it because it is hands down one of the most inventive games I've played in years. There's also the intriguing Moncage, which is a puzzle game that's all about optical illusions. So you have to sort of figure out how the optical illusions work, and that's how you solve the puzzles. And they also recognized a game called Inua, which is uh, a narrative adventure set in Canada's north, which celebrates Inuit culture and features music by um, Tanya Takak, who is one of Canada's best singer-songwriters. So those are some of the things that the App Store editors thought were great. But there's more. There is more. We were doing our Spotify, um, kind of our wrapped music here, Kylo, um, before you came on, chatting about some of our biggest songs of the year, uh, giving them, I guess, maybe our little shifty awards for songs of the year, I suppose. Uh, there's more to be had because we're hearing this about um, the games and, and all those um all those different things too, celebrating everyone's successes for the year. Yeah. So the game awards is sort of the preeminent North American game awards show. It's hosted by Jeff Keeley. It happens every year, right around the sort of first week of December and fans can participate in this and they've got a really great way of doing it because you don't want to have fans have con total control because they can game the system and weird games end up getting selected. And so what they've done is the winners of the game awards are determined by a blended vote between the jury, which is made up of game journalists from around the world and public fan voting. So the, the, the journalists get 90% of the score, but 10% of the score comes from the fan votes. So if you're interested in participating and voting on your favorite games, you can do so at the Game Orbs website. Game of the Year nominations, A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, which is the game where you play a cat, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So those are the games that are up for Game of the Year. And another piece of information, if you want to watch the Game Awards, they happen on December 8th. They're broadcasting on virtually every platform you can think of. But Valve announced today that for every minute of the Game Awards actual live broadcast, they're going to give away a Steam Deck. So you have to pre-register for this, and you have to watch the Game Awards on Steam, so, you know, this is Valve's way of trying to encourage people to watch on their platform, but if you mm -hmm. register and you're watching the Game Awards on Steam, you have a chance to win one of, like, dozens of Steam Decks, because I think this is like a two-hour broadcast. That's, a That's quite cool. a few Steam Decks that are going to be given away by Valve. If you want one of these handheld consoles, they're very sweet little systems, pre-register to be eligible and watch the Game Awards on Steam. Blaine Kylo, it is a technological world, solocore.com, if you want to follow along in the things he gets into. Okay, the gifty things, Kylo. The gift ideas about what people um, can consider giving to others. Maybe if you're stuck, what do you got? Yeah, the, the biggest thing on my list this week is I got a chance to try out Amazon's Kindle Scribe. We talked about this a few weeks ago when it was first announced. This is the Kindle e-reader from Amazon that adds a stylus. So you can actually write 
on, but you're not writing on the device. You're writing digitally on the device with the stylus. Doesn't that make it like an e-writer then? Like it, it is like, both. It's of, like the antithesis of everything that they're up for. Like, don't read our stuff. Write your own. It's both of those things, right? And that's the whole appeal here is if you're a person who likes to write in the marginalia of your books, you can do that with the scribe. If you want to be able to um, have a, a sort of a distraction-free experience to write your own journal or keep notes on things, the scribe provides you with that opportunity. It's not a tablet per se because it's got the e-ink technology, but that e-ink technology sometimes is easier on the eyes. The whole idea is it is more like a book than anything. Now, the problem that I have with the scribe is it's still more of a reader than it is a writer. And in part, really, the reason that that is an issue with the scribe is because Amazon doesn't make it easy for you to import or export files. You're supposed to be able to make your own documents and then easily get them onto other devices. And you're supposed to be able to bring in PDFs that you can mark up on the Kindle scribe. But to do any of that, you have to use Amazon send a Kindle service which is really like emailing things back and forth to yourself. It's just cumbersome and a pain. If Amazon could figure out how to let you use your own cloud service so you could access your own cloud drives on this right. thing, it's going to be a different story. But right now, it's a bit of a pain. So if you really just want to have a really nice reader that's got a bigger screen than other Kindles and you want to be able to write on it, it's fine for that but it's also a premium price. It's $430 for a Kindle scribe. You can get a Kindle Paperwhite if you only want to use it for reading for $150. Right. So it's kind of hard to justify the expense just to get the stylus. Well, they're kind of tiptoeing into the uh, world of a small iPad at that point where you can do a lot with it, right? Like they're not far off now. Yeah, for four, and if you want to get the premium, it's a $510 Kindle Scribe with the premium pan and the maxing out the storage. And, and you're right, now you're looking, you're pretty close to an iPad mini now. And you can do all those apps and all those things on it. Okay, cool stuff. Blaine Kylo uh, also says you should give your loved one a car. Yeah, it, uh, these aren't for sale right now, but Volvo had a really interesting announcement. I would love to be able to give my loved ones cars. Um, but maybe someday you can give someone a Volvo EX90. This is Volvo's first full electric SUV. It's not actually on the market yet, but it was revealed last week. And it's Volvo's first stage into this electric vehicle market. They claim that by 2030, they will only have fully electric vehicles as a part of their um, roster of vehicles. It starts with the EX90, which is a seven seat SUV. It's going to have a 600 kilometer range, which is like better than a gas car. And you can charge up to 80% in only 30 minutes. So this is a significant step for Volvo. One of the coolest features that they're building into the EX90 is bi-directional charging. So it not only pulls electricity into the battery, but it can push electricity out. So conceivably, you could use the EX90 to charge another vehicle or even your house if you have a power outage like a whole bunch of people in the lower mainland had because we got two inches of snow yesterday. Mm -hmm. 
You know, and everyone told me I was crazy when I said, why don't we just use the brakes to generate electricity and plug them into the walls when we get home and do it that way? Wouldn't that be simple, nice way to do it? And then everyone laughed at me and said, because of voltage and all these things, you can't and up convert and blah, blah, blah. Well, take a wild guess what happened. Shane Hewitt's not so crazy after all. I never said take you that. Were crazy. Thanks, buddy. Hope I'm one of your loved ones who gets a free car. Okay. Uh, drones are fun. They're, if you're buying drones for Christmas gifts, you gotta know that there are all kinds of rules now. How, when, and where you can fly them, but still pretty awesome. Yeah, they are. And you can do real cool things like have really amazing light shows with them too. So if you're in the lower mainland and you're free this weekend, December 2nd and 3rd, Best Buy is bringing some excitement to Canada Place in the form of a drone presentation they're calling Bright Skies. They've got 300 drones that are choreographed to create a whole bunch of holiday-themed animations. It's all part of Christmas at Canada Place, which includes an avenue of trees and a whole bunch of other light shows. If you're downtown, it might be something to check out and show the kids. I've only seen those videos that you can see on YouTube, whatever, those drone shows where there's hundreds of them flying around. It does look really cool. I always worry about what happens when one of them goes, you know, Alice Star Wars rebel snaky and crashes into other ones. Like it could get ugly quick, but is it ever cool? It is cool. It's also why they do those shows over water so that if yeah. one does go down, it's not hitting somebody, it's going into the water instead. Have you uh, have you ever flown a drone over water? You'll never clench your butt cheeks so hard in your life. <laughs> I've never flown a drone. It's not something oh, really? that I, I would fun. be worried that I'd crash it. Yeah, well, that's just it. And they used to be so, I mean, they're still expensive, but they used to be so expensive. It's like uh, panicking. I did one uh, canoeing once, and we were canoeing, and we had the drone following us over water. I was so mm -hmm. paranoid. Oh, God. I was like, I can't afford for you to hit the water. If it goes down, we got to paddle hard. Anyway. Everything worked out. Uh, Blake Kylo, thanks so much, brother. Have yourself a fantastic week. I will. You too. We'll see you in a week.